It's Monday. It's morning. And it is macabre. Welcome back to Monday Morning Macabre, the show where we talk about stuff in a spooky, spooky stuff in a the spooky stuff. The spooky stuff in the fun way. This is Darcy, and that's Scones. Hello, Scones. Say hello, Scones. Hi, everybody. It's me, Scones. It's like with my daughter, where I'm like, say thank you. I'm like, no. And I bury my head <laughs> like, in your leg. Scones. <laughs> you say thank you to that nice lady. So that's at the Shaw's checkout. And then by the end of it, you're screaming at her to say hello to this woman who's feeling super awkward. Yeah, and she's like, I, did I make this happen? Am she I the- doesn't have to say hi to me. And you're like, no. And I'm like, mm, she does. She needs to learn something. She it's called manners. <laughs> yeah, that's that's parenting, everybody. Make everyone The you good know. kind, anyway. Yeah, I mean, the kind that you know you want. That fucking uh, matters. <laughs> I treat everyone like my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. So... Really good job on the intro scones. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You can have a snack. <gasps> oh, red. You're really snack too. You're getting a snack too, Phil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot car. Normal oh. car is but the spicy version. Too spicy? Yeah. <laughs> it's too so spicy. Needs some blue like, cheese dressing for it. <laughs> he wants a car so hot. He needs car celery so hot. and blue cheese. <laughs> Motherfucker's trying to find it. That shit's cray. Wait, that shit's cray. Ah, that's what I'm here. That's what people are talking about. Could you imagine saying that shit's cray in a song and thinking like, I'm a cool person for doing it? Oh, at least two people did hey. <laughs> on the same album. <laughs> and I think I might know who they are. Tonight on 60 Minutes. Me and Darce recreate. <laughs> We're going to record our EP tonight, Watch everybody. the throne, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Scones is going on a road trip bear hunt oh he's gonna catch a big one <laughs> oh it's gonna be huge Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, he's road tripping to festival i don't know if you want i don't I'm know how much information to, you want to give away i'm going to a music festival this weekend try and find it's a where's waldo situation <laughs> he's going to burning man he's going to be doing it by himself this year dude have you seen the traffic for burning man yeah it's crazy I'm like, is, you're in a desert just, be worth just it, dude. go around it's That's what I mean, but road. then you must get stuck or something. Like the sand isn't that good driving sand. Yeah, people people who live there are like, mm, it's not good driving you sand. Stupid idiot. <laughs> Tourists, they don't know what good driving sand they looks don't know like what's... if it <laughs> kissed them on their butts. They don't know why these good deserty people really <laughs> shift the sands perfectly to drive on. We only have yeah, that, that festival is could have an episode of itself for this program. Yeah. Welcome to. It is bizarre, and it could not be worth that traffic. But I guess I don't know. People are also willing to stand out and like poop themselves for like twelve hours to watch like a ball in New York City drop. So yeah, dude, New York City diapies, un New York City story. diapies, <laughs> NYCD, bro. Yeah, just adult diapers on dude, days the- like that. Man, just make money. That in the Macy's Day Parade, you could probably clean up. Yeah, the uh, the New York diaper factory is so happy about the ball dropping every year. Oh, so good. Because remember when it burned down? I know. It smelled awful for years. So bad. The New York diaper festival. Festival factory. Oh, <laughs> we no. Should, we should start the New York diaper. Fe- I guess that is what New Year's is. Pretty much. Is the New York diaper festival. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I know you want to hear more about the New York diaper festival, but I think it's time to get to the goddamn point. Dick Clark's Rockin' Diaper Festival. <laughs> Today, I'm going to be 
performing for you <gasps> Beethoven's Greatest Symphony, our intro song. Hell yeah. Ben, take a seat. Darcy's going to take this one today. <laughs> I'm going to slick my head back. And he's going to let old Dilly fly. Scones, today we have a listener suggestion. Ah, uh, I love <laughs> that those. A good, oh, I didn't know it was good or bad. I love those. Uh, I love our listeners. Um, and this is a this is a listener suggestion from my own blood. Oh no! What does that mean? <laughs> why? Why? Oh no! I don't know. I pictured like you were spilling blood. Oh yeah, like, yeah. So I spilled blood to, to cut get your this. hand open. No, I just go to a local bar, find somebody, and go tell me a spooky story. And then he breaks a glass and stabs it into his own hand. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm like, I'm crazy. Is this scary enough for you? Happy Halloween. <laughs> Tell and me a like, story. <laughs> like, this dude is a month early on the Halloween thing. <laughs> he must be crazy. No, uh, my my eldest of brothers sent <gasps> in a, a recommendation. Oh, Didi. So shout out to you, older brother of mine, whose name I will keep anonymous. Yeah, for his safety. For his safety, he is a well-known... He, it's Rob DeSantis is my older brother. Uh, really? Wow. <laughs> Rob DeSantis? What about Carlos Santana? You related to him? Uh, yeah, he actually is my uncle. Wow. And I'm also uh, related to Santa Claus. So, Oh, my gosh. So, uh, so yeah, but... That Thanksgiving must be crazy. A lot of differing views. Um, a lot of paparazzi. <laughs> 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 a lot of paparazzi. You would not believe <laughs> some of Santa Claus's <laughs> political views. Dude, honestly, last year, my mom took a mask off. It was a paparazzi guy the whole time. Hey, pepperoni paparazzi. I said, paparazzi, you uh, leave me alone. He goes, oh, I'll get you next time. And then he runs away. And I go, wait, tell me who you're thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, to take pictures of people against their will. <laughs> then he runs away. Uh, no, but he <laughs> recommended. And included in all that's interesting, Link, so double oh, kudos. Yeah. Centralia, Pennsylvania, the town that's been on fire since 1962. 1962, now, it's been on fire. I feel like we have mentioned this in the past or might have talked about it on a Patreon, but uh, <laughs> I Googled, couldn't find it. So here we go. <laughs> Is it like, did it happen on Christmas or something? Is it in one of those episodes? No, but we did talk about like video game spooky stuff, and this relates to a video game. So that <gasps> might be where it's from. A video game. Uh, Let's get into a deep dive of it for the people. A video game? Sure. So in 1960, you had the PlayStation 5. Wow. Uh, (laughs) They kept it under wraps for a long time. Man, they had to release four other ones just to keep people's appetite wet. Right. They're uh, like, if we start making it look bad, they're going to be so impressed when we come up with a new one every year. All the rest were just distractions, just tossed aside prototypes. Exactly. And then they're going to rise up and destroy humanity when the generative AI becomes machine learning capable and starts to destroy humans. Finally. Finally. On God. Bussin. Go off, Queens. <laughs> um, so this is by Katie Serena, checked by Adam Farley. When a fire erupted inside the coal mine in Centralia, PA, residents thought it would quickly burn out on its own. But the blaze is still going six decades later, which means somebody fucked up on the math. Somebody missed a zero or something because that is such a 
big difference. That's a yeah. That's a like, big yeah, it'll fire. Go, it'll go out in a week, and then it's like sixty years later, and they're like, mm, "It's gotta be coming soon." <laughs> we do, <laughs> baby. We do. Now's the time to buy. <laughs> But the blaze is still going six decades later, and the state has given up on trying to fight it, which is a solid plan, Pennsylvania. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Like, that fire's a tourist attraction now. (laughs) Sure is. Centralia, Pennsylvania, once boasted 14 active coal mines and 2,500 residents in the early 20th century. That's a high coal mine to resident ratio. Yeah, the uh, (laughs) CTR, the CRR is pretty high in this this locale. I would uh, say... I'd say. I mean, what's your coal mine to resident rate? What's your CMRRRR? I think I don't. Do you think know of any coal, any coal mines in in my neck of the woods? I got a bunch of canaries, but I don't got a coal mine to put them in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm we're flooding with canaries <laughs> over here. We got bird cages all over the place. We can't. Oh, I do not believe it. We introduced uh, fat house cats, but they're just silly <laughs> and end up, you know, yeah. But they start sno- by pans yeah. and, <laughs> and exactly they start snoozing, and a feather just flies over their head and then lowers to their face, and then flies over their head and then lowers to their face. Yeah, or they run into a really unhappy <laughs> bulldog that gives them is what to makes for. them stop in their tracks and run yeah. away. But they have to turn to like an accordion as they stop. Of course. <laughs> That's what's guys, going on. Do you guys <laughs> understand we need, what we're trying to say? <laughs> this is why we need coal mines, is what we're trying to say. All right, second sentence. But by the 1960s, its boom, <laughs> <laughs> its boomtown heyday had passed and most of its mines were abandoned. Hell yeah, boomtown, baby. Still, over 1,000 people called it home, and Centralia was far from dying until a coal mine fire began below. In 1962... Coal miners started dancing so much that a fire started. That'd be sick. <laughs> when a fire starts to burn. <laughs> yeah, just, that started playing. And everyone was like, spread. we can't stop. <laughs> You'll bring that attitude. In 1962, a fire started in a landfill and spread to the labyrinthine coal tunnels that miners dug thousands of feet below the surface. And despite repeated attempts to extinguish the flames, the fire caught a coal seam and still burns to this day. This is what happened in the mines of Moria, dude. Dude, and in the mo- hearts and minds of American people everywhere. The dwarves dug too deep, and then they hit the Balrog. And then and the Balrogs, cause GG. you're in too deep. <laughs> yep, and then they <laughs> were. And, yeah, yeah. And they're like, this is, death. this is an apt song. <clears throat> Thanks. So ba- it sounds like it's a Balrog. Some 41. In, in Who's scarier, some 41 or a Balrog? Ooh. I uh, abstain. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> Scones knows too much. We're going to get to the bottom of that, but. In the 1980s, Pennsylvania ordered everyone out to raise the town's buildings, and the federal government even revoked its zip code, which I didn't know you could do. Dude, get fucking got, Centralia. Revoke, <laughs> Centralia. You have to really fuck up to yeah, lose you, your zip code, yeah. dude. <laughs> Imagine the the fucking like chief on on that shift who like you get fired instantly, right? Not only you did you fuck to, up your dude. mind, but they you took lost- your yeah. Yeah, the the zip code. People aren't getting their mail no more. Like, Dude, ima- <laughs> imagine the next interview for his next job, and they're like, "We see there's a couple year absence. Uh, what happened here?" And he's I like, "Well, found a Balrog. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know the O five six seven four? Yeah, it's no longer like, there. That's my like, fault." No, and he's like, "Exactly." <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Lights up a cigarette, blows up the factory. <laughs> He looks like Matthew McConaughey in the True Detective, <laughs> just ripping the beers open while being interviewed. So, only six homes remain occupied by the town's final holdouts. 
But the fire that burns beneath the surface continues to spew poisonous smoke into the air through hundreds of fissures while the ground is in constant danger of collapsing. That's horrifying. Yeah, but they're like, uh, you know, the property's still good. We still uh, got some Zillow listings up. Still we think we'll value. sell. It's self-heated, <laughs> dude. It <laughs> don't need electric. That shit's expensive. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Centralia, the Pennsylvania fire starts in a landfill. In May of 1962, the town of Centralia, the town council of Centralia, Pennsylvania, met to discuss the new landfill. Earlier in the year, Centralia had built a 50-foot deep pit that covered an area about half the size of a football field to deal with the town's problem with illegal dumping, which is a crazy solution to illegal dumping. Just make a pit? Like, yo, let's make a huge fucking hole. Just take the town and push it somewhere else. (laughs) And the entire council was like, I... (laughs) I do not have a better idea. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go with it. However, the landfill was getting full and needed clearing before the town's annual... (laughs) They needed clearing before the town's annual Memorial Day celebration. Which is such a small town thing to be like, the giant waste pit needs to be moved for the <laughs> for the town fair. We need to cl- crown someone Miss Memorial. <laughs> At the meeting, council members proposed a seemingly obvious solution. Burning the landfill. Easy peasy, this, baby. Dude, I could be on town council today. I'm convinced. If this is the kind of thinking we have on town councils, I'm in. I like be the it. Best it's, one. it's just wielding your power with absolute reckless abandon. It's smart, practical. Just lighting shit on fire in your own town. Yeah. So, at first, it seemed to work. The fire department lined the pit with an incombustible material to contain the fire, which they lit on the night of May 27th, 1962. After the landfill's contents were ash, they doused the remaining embers with water. However, two days later, residents again saw flames. Then again a week later, on June 4th, Centralia firefighters were baffled as to where the recurring fire was coming from. They used bulldozers and rakes to stir up the remains of the burned garbage and locate the concealed flames. Finally, they discovered the cause. The fire spreads through miles of coal mines. Oh. Yeah. At the bottom of Centralia's trash pit, next to the north wall, was a hole 15 feet wide and several feet deep. Waste had concealed the gap. As a result, it had not been filled with fire-retardant material and the hole provided a direct pathway to the labyrinth of old coal mines over which Centralia was built, which is sick. It's like fucking season two of Stranger Things, dude. Just yeah, exactly. The pumpkin patch. Uh, yeah, so they didn't check Just a for... literal hell under this town. Yeah, they literally lit their entire town on fire. Uh, but they don't have any more of that landfill problem, so... I don't under... So I'm obviously some kind of... Uh, dummy, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big idiot. We always a, say a that. Big idiot. Everyone but, says that when you're not around. Of course. And, well, they should. They should say start saying it to me while I'm there. <laughs> well, that would be... Maybe I'll wise up. But uh, there's really no way after 60 years, or maybe it's just not cost-effective to, like, seal up any entrance to this. I know there's, like, probably openings that you can't account for, but, like... It must take an immense amount of oxygen to keep miles and miles of tunnels on fire for 60 years, right? Yeah, I would say so. So. <laughs> so, shove it, liberals. Like I'm running for town mayor <laughs> yeah. or whatever. The scones has figured it out. The dome. Stick it on top of Centralia PA. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> and bang, bang. All done. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Stephen King, get on it. Lazy. Yeah, what has that guy ever done? He doesn't work fast enough. 
<laughs> Soon residents began complaining of foul odors entering their homes and businesses, and they noticed, noticed wisps of smoke coming out of the ground around the landfill. The town council bought, brought in a mine inspector to check the smoke, who determined that the levels of carbon monoxide in them were indeed in, indicative of a mine fire. They sent a letter to the Lehigh Valley Coal Company. (laughs) Rest in peace. They sent a letter to the Lehigh Valley Coal Company, LVCC, stating that a, quote, fire of unknown origin was burning under their town. Which I would not be able to sleep if I knew my entire town was, like, on top of a fire. (laughs) Where's (laughs) the fire? We don't know. (laughs) The council, the LVCC, and the the Susquehanna Coal Company, which owned the coal mine in which the fire was now burning, met to discuss ending the fire as quickly and cost-effectively as possible. But before they reached a decision, sensors detected lethal levels of carbon monoxide seeping from the mine, and all Centralia mines were immediately shut down. So, yeah, once those canaries go, dude. Yeah, dude, a lot of tootin' canaries down there making all that that toot gas. Toot. <laughs> <laughs> I should go there with, like, a, a whiteboard and, like, a pointer. Yeah, like, be like canaries, <laughs> glasses, and like, you're dressed like one of like the NASA scientists from like yeah. the '60s, like the white shirt and the the glasses. Exactly. <laughs> Bunch canaries of canaries eat. Related. They toot. <laughs> Solve for x. X plus canary equals toot. It's a bunch of people just staring at you. <laughs> the <laughs> tiny town hall. So trying and failing to put out the Centralia PA fire. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania tried to stop the spreading of the Centralia fire several times, but all attempts were unsuccessful. The first project involved excavating beneath Centralia. Uh, Pennsylvania authorities planned to dig out the trenches to expose the flames so they could extinguish them. However, the plan's architects underestimated the amount of earth that would have to be excavated by more than half and eventually ran out of funding. Wow, those architects suck, dude. Yeah, they really lowballed it. Uh, the second plan involved flushing out the fire by using a mixture of crushed rock and water. <laughs> flushing out the fire is hilarious. Like, you scare it. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to run up the other like, side. All right, we're going to put on sheets and cut holes in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Be real scary to that fire. Make spooky look, noises. Look like water. Look like water. <laughs> <laughs> the second plan involved flushing out the fire using a mixture of crushed rock and water, but uncommonly low temperatures at the time caused the water lines to freeze as well as the stone grinding machine. Wait, what? Yeah. What caused the water to freeze? Uh, low temperatures. Scones. Oh. I got, ba- I got bad news for you. <laughs> so why the fuck did they do it in the winter? <laughs> or whenever this was? <laughs> what? No, I don't know, dude. Maybe Centralia spirits were at play and it was like uh, 91 degrees summer and as soon as they pour the water, it drops to like 40 below, 32 below. I think Whatever someone the- like in big fire or something was on this town board. <laughs> like someone you who would Satan want this himself? fire. Yeah, the devil? like someone... Some- like secret Big arsonist fire. was like <laughs> sabotaging this because that seems so obvious. Like I don't know. They should have hired Gandalf, bro. Must like yeah, easy solution, easy peasy. But look at they're like no, let's just dig a fucking hole. So the company also worried that the amount of mixtures that the amount of mixture they possessed could not completely fill the warren of mines, so they elected to fill them only halfway, leaving ample room for the flames to move. Eventually, their project also ran out of funding after going almost $20,000 over budget. By then, the fire had spread by 700 feet. But that didn't stop people from going about their daily lives, living above the hot, smoking ground. The town population was still about 1,000 by the 1980s, and residents enjoyed growing tomatoes in the midwinter and not having to shovel their sidewalks when it snowed. 
That is kind of a cool perk. <laughs> yeah, but something awful is going to happen. This <laughs> <laughs> does not sound sustainable. Or it's the most sustainable. <laughs> this is kind of a good allegory for climate. Yes. Like the it, current climate situation. Good. Yes, it is. <laughs> is that like, hey, everything's burning under us, but look, we don't have to shovel. <laughs> look at this nice weather. <laughs> Until it's not. Until, <laughs> Until it's carbon my, monoxide. My great-grandkids. So in 2006, Lamar Mervin, the then 90-year-old mayor of Centralia, said people learn to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy quote. What? A, okay. He says, we'd had other fires before, and they always burned out. <laughs> this one didn't. <laughs> He's not, I mean, it's not incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> what a, like... <laughs> he technically... Is saying all truthful things. That's hilarious. Okay, so why, why some residents haven't fought to stay in this Pennsylvania ghost town. 20 years after the fire started, however, Centralia, Pennsylvania, began to feel the effects of its eternal flame underground. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Residents started passing out in their homes from carbon monoxide poisoning. The trees began to die, and the ground turned to ash. Ro- roads and sidewalks began to buckle. The real turning point came on Valentine's Day in 1981. When a sinkhole opened up underneath 12-year-old Todd Domboski's feet, the ground was searing and the sinkhole was 150 feet deep. He only he survived. Die? He only survived because he was able to grab a hold of an exposed tree root before his cousin arrived to pull him out. Yeah, I'd probably move from a town too if my son was like getting swallowed into hell. Yeah, <laughs> if the if literally hell opened up and tried to take you, I'd be like, shit, we got to go to church right now. <laughs> like, Everyone like for in that the car. kid. We're, going, we're stopping at each <laughs> right? denomination just to be safe, all right? Just to be safe. We're covering our tracks. Like, could you... Um, that's literally, like, some evil dead shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's actually Stranger Things. <laughs> so insane. By 1983, Pennsylvania had spent more than $7 million trying to put out the fire with no success. A child had almost died, and it was time to abandon the town. That year, the federal government appropriated $42 million to purchase Centralia demolish the buildings, and relocate the residents. But not everybody wanted to leave. I love passing out, said one. No, that'd be hilarious. Um, (laughs) And for the the next 10 years, legal battles and personal arguments between neighbors became the norm. The local newspaper even published a weekly list of who was leaving. Finally, Pennsylvania invoked eminent domain in 1993, by which point only 63 residents remained. Officially, they became squatters in houses they had owned for decades. Even so, they didn't put an end to the town. It still had a council and a mayor, and it paid its bills. <laughs> and over the next two decades, residents fought hard to stay legally. In 2013, the remaining residents, then fewer than 10, won a settlement against the state. Each was awarded $350,000 in ownership of their properties until they die. Well, that at might which, cover the uh, the the medical bills. Of, yeah. <laughs> like, at which point, yeah. Also, like until they die, I wonder if the government's like, oh, well, maybe there'll be an accident there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just filibuster this thing yeah. <laughs> until these people are swallowed into the earth. Pennsylvania will seize the land and finally demolish what structures remain. Mervine recalled choosing to stay with his wife even when offered a bailout. I remember when the state came and said they wanted our house. He said. She took one look at that man and said, they're not getting it. Simp. <laughs> this is the only, only home I've ever owned, and I want to keep it, he said. He died in 2010 at the age of 93, still illegally oh. squatting in his, chil- in his childhood home. 
It was the last remaining building on that was once a three-block, three-block-long stretch of row houses. Fewer than five people still live in Centralia, PA. Experts estimate that there is enough coal underneath Centralia to fuel the fire for another 250 years. Those five people are, like, probably witches now or some kind of, like... Yeah, right? Occultists, I would they're imagine. They're, like, demi... They're, like, yeah, there's some, like, Constantine-type demons. Have demon, half man, have demi, have boy. Um, so this is where we get into the video game reference. Whoa! It's Viva Pinata. <laughs> Unexpected. <Wow>. Is this <laughs> Pikmin picking them out of the ground? <laughs> for the story and infrastructure of the town has provided its own kind of fuel for creative endeavors. The real Silent Hill town that inspired the 2006 horror film is this abandoned Pennsylvania town. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so this town uh, inspired Silent Hill, not just the fucking movie, but the game itself. Because if you, yeah. Hideo Kojima was like... Yeah, he was like, shit. Shit, I love Pennsylvania. You kidding me? (laughs) Lovely in the fall. Cole, you say? (laughs) You guys got canaries tooting. Though there is no real Silent Hill town, the movie used the setting and what happened to Centralia as part of its plot. And the abandoned Route 61 that leads into town center was also given a new life for many years. Artists transformed this three-quarter mile stretch into a local roadside attraction known as the Graffiti Highway. Even Whoa. as the pay- yeah, there's a bunch of graffiti on it. Can you believe that? <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around it, but yeah, I've, I've learned a lot tough. today. <laughs> Even as the pavement cracked and smoked, people came from around the country to leave their mark. By the you time you see the pavement a- smoking crack, this town's out of control. <laughs> dude. <laughs> they need to crack down on crack pavement. By the time a private mining company purchased the land and filled the road with dirt in 2020, nearly the entire surface was covered by spray paint. Today, Centralia, Pennsylvania is better known as a tourist attraction for people looking to glimpse one of the plumes of noxious smoke rising from beneath the oh, earth. What I wouldn't give to see a plume. Oh, plume me up, Scotty. You know you know us. We're plume heads here. Yeah, we're, we're big plume heads. We go to the plume fest every year. Dude, I got uh, my tickets. Scones won second place in the annual largest plume growing competition. Yep, almost got Mr. Plume. <laughs> we'll get him next so year. So stupid. <laughs> the surrounding forest had crept in where once thriving main street was lined with long demolished stores people have called it a ghost town but i like to look at it as a town that it's now full of trees instead of people resident john i thought the trees were dying (laughs) because of the 250 year fire under it probably resident john what is that kornarninsky said in 2008 and the truth is i'd rather have trees than people and that is the story of Centralia, PA. That guy pretty, sounds like he's gonna. He has a twenty percent chance of becoming mayor. Dude, honestly, the the picture of the current mayor, or I don't know if he's still the mayor. I assume he's still the mayor, but the ninety three year old mayor, uh, Lamar Mervin. There's a picture of him, and he's like standing on a hill with like fucking a plume of smoke behind him, and it's like one of the most badass things I've ever seen in my life. He's like, this is my plume. I'm plumehead too. <laughs> Plume heads only. We only like you if you're pluming. We get plume and onion. I, eh. There's something uh, there, but I don't think we have time to I don't, find I don't, it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week. I'll come back with it. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode of Monday Morning Macabre. Oh, thanks for the suggestion, big brother. Thanks, big bro. Let's play f- touch football next Thanksgiving. Yeah, can you beat this boss? It's too hard for me. <laughs> Uh, 
If you liked what you heard, tell a friend. Visit mondaymorningmacabre.com for Patreon information and merch. We've got like a whole extra season of content on Patreon. Shout out to everybody who is a Patreon subscriber. We appreciate it. Check out MMMacabPod on Twitter and Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram to get all the latest news and updates from the Macabre universe. We, uh, Ooh. We, you know, we're... The real we're, MCU. <laughs> yeah, the real expanded lore of uh, Monday Morning Macabre. Uh, and, you know, besides that, guys, have a, have a beautiful Monday. Make it beautiful. I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.